Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun. <sighs> Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions. See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland, a proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. Welcome to the Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 in-store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school. Konnichiwa, you're very welcome to the Left Wing Rugby World Cup Daily Independent Studies uh, Rugby Podcast. It's the morning after the night before. Keen Tracy, Jonathan Bradley and myself, Rory O'Connor, are here in the team hotel in the Kobe Bay Sheraton. We're heading to Fukuoka in a couple of hours, or Fukuoka, I think I was just told Fukuoka. by a, a local is the pronunciation. We've about, I'd say, six hours collective sleep between us. And um, we're... Uh, but the show must go on. The morning after the night before, the show must go on. The World Cup is still on. Ireland are currently checking out behind us, um, heading, they're making their way to their, their own bullet train to Fukuoka where they play. They have a couple of days off. It sounds like they're going to have a good time um, Try and uh, blow off the cobwebs before they turn their attention to Samoa, their final pool game. Um, lads, how, how are we this morning? There's a lot of burning of the midnight oil last night, wasn't there? I think this is definitely a record for a quick succession podcast that we've released. It literally feels like an hour ago we were doing the one, the one post game. But yeah, we're yeah we're we're watching the Irish team checking out here, um, bags and baggage. It'll be nice to we're not staying in the team hotel for the next week. I think that'll be nice. Even this morning coming back from breakfast, I had another elevator uh, experience with a player, which you know it's Name just. Time. No, I can't. It was just you know you just don't want it, and he doesn't want it either. So, um, that wasn't. Uh, I nearly had a disaster yesterday in terms of elevators. So, I, th- I think I was coming back from breakfast again, and the very top floor is reserved for the team. It's where they're staying, so their team room is on like the fourth floor, but their bedrooms are all on top. So, obviously, someone from the team had pressed the elevator to go to the top, and I had my earphones in. I was listening to music, whatever. And I didn't realise. Very cool and trendy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, if my karaoke songs are anything to go by. But anyway, um, it skipped past my floor. I was on the 10th floor. Uh, went up to 15 and I walked out. And I'm like, you know, in my own world, listen to music. And then I see like the sign reserved area. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I done here? <laughs> Joe Schmidt is going to come around the corner. And there's me kind of walking around snooping. So I got away with one there. It'll be nice to go to Fukuoka. I've just been told the, the beach is supposed to be nice. So I, I went to, uh, I shamed before Ireland uh, struggled against Russia. I shamed the nation yesterday because I uh, decided that I'd go to a couple of very nice tennis courts in the team hotel. And... Um, Myself and the man from the Telegraph, uh, Tom Carey, who's an English journalist covering Ireland, decided we go go for a hit out. And uh, it just so happened that Rory Best and Simon Eastby were practicing lineouts at the same time. Um, I nearly put Rory Best out of the <laughs> tournament with a stray backhand, and it wasn't the only one. Uh, I lost six love, six one, 
and maybe that was an omen for the, the day that we were about to have. Jonathan, you've been ensconced away from the, the team hotel, thankfully for from your sake, I, 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 I can assure you. Um, how are you feeling about last night? I mean, like we were probably very negative on the podcast last night, I think understandably so. Neil Francis says we should just all go home, I see in today's paper. Um, we're not leaving. We've, they've sent out, <laughs> we've just been at the press conference, we're going to play a bit of audio from Rory Best in a few minutes, but... Um, they send out five players who none of whom played last night, um, which was pretty smart because the other players probably needed a bit of sleep. But um, they should do that with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sending it for a whole fresh patch of journalists. Well, how are you feeling about last night? I feel better. I think after the press conference because it felt more on message. Re- I think reassuring, you know, it? it was very much a case of we understand that we're not at our best we understand that we need to get there whereas last night felt very much uh, what are you talking about there's nothing wrong I don't understand what your, what your issue is and today it really felt move that along obviously it helps the fact that all the players put up didn't play and I think they themselves obviously would have much rather had the opportunity to get a hit out because they've still got Japan on their system but it seemed very much more pragmatic, very much more realistic about the state that the team's in and the improvements that need to be made realistically now in a short amount of time because two days off, you're into Samoa week and then you're straight into the quarterfinals. So now, with solely the weekend games, you're sort of into a more regular rhythm, I guess, but at the same time, doesn't give you an awful lot of time to fix what's ailing them. Well, why don't we hear from the camp now? Rory Best, as as you mentioned, was was put up. He didn't mention my uh, poor tennis tennis game, but he did talk quite a bit about where Ireland are as a team and, and you know where the confidence levels are, and I guess where do they go from here? Um, yeah, look, I think ultimately when you get to the sort of pool competitions with with knockout stages coming after them, you want to get into the last round with the, your destiny in your own hands. We're there. Um, look, obviously we. I think we would have expected to be in a better place after three games. You know, we would have expected to win the three games, but look, that hasn't happened. Um, and now it was important to get five points last night, and, and it's important now that we take a couple of days just to to regenerate, to refresh everyone a little bit um, after what has been a fairly hectic schedule with a six and a five day turnaround. And and we get into the Samoa game we'll, on Monday and we look at that week and, and we make sure that that we keep improving. We said that after the Scotland game and, and we didn't do it um, against Japan. So it's important now that, that we keep taking steps forward. But look, ultimately, where you want to be is knowing that a win and, and a bonus point win will guarantee a quarterfinal place. And that's why we're here. We're here to play in the quarterfinals. And... That is, um, I suppose we've probably made no secret of that, and, and that's where we're at. I think when you lose a game, regardless of, and it's the same with every team I've been involved with, um, when you look across the board and you chat to other players and other teams over the years, whenever you lose a game and, and you go from being supposedly you know, contenders in the first game to, to useless in the second game, you know, it, look, ultimately it's always going to affect the conference a little bit, but I think we bounce back well. Um, and I think that this group understands what we need to do to play well. We understand what our sort of our core values, if you like, are, and and we know that we probably we weren't as good in those areas against Japan. But ultimately, you, you take a look back and and you look at after the England game, and you look at Wales, Wales, Scotland, that run of games where you know we felt in a good slot and we felt like we were improving, and we were in those three games and. 
sometimes you got to just take it in the chin and go, we didn't play as well as we can. Japan played very well and, and they put us under a bit of pressure and they, they used the opportunities. But I think in terms of, of confidence within a group, I think we're very still very assured of, of what we're capable of and, and how we get there. I suppose the other thing that we, we got in the press conference was a bit of an, an injury update. It wasn't hugely brought on from last night, but um, uh, Jordy Murphy's basically gone for scans. He wasn't able to get them done last night. He's getting scanned today on his, on his injured rib. Um, popped rib, I think, is the, the term they're using. And um, Greg Feek was fairly equivocal about Joey Carberry. I don't think we were given any more of a steer as to what uh, the future holds for his tournament. Um, but as Jonathan said, Kane, Rory Best was... was you know he was he, he was i mean he is a very good communicator i think that's one of the real strengths of his captaincy but he did speak very well today and he he spoke for he, he took ownership of a lot of stuff i thought and he did a good job of trying to move the thing on because they need to get the they need to change the narrative around the team don't they yeah well they did the same last week when they put when they put johnny sexton up as my voice goes lower as the the team the team all walk out <laughs> um yeah, but they put Sexton up last week and then they put Best up this week and I think that's really pointed. Neither of them had been involved in the previous game. Two of the main leaders, it sets the tone for the week ahead, I think. Um, I thought Best spoke really, really well. It wasn't... I was kind of giving out last night in the podcast uh, to you, Jonathan, that it was all extremely positive last night and just a bit too positive when, fair enough, they got the win, but there was just so many errors. But Best kind of deviated a little bit from that you know and he kind of said like he, he, he mentioned basics a couple of times and he said when Ireland dip below their standards you know that they basically just can't do that but it's a bit mad that a team like this w- where they are is talking about basics isn't it at a World Cup so far into it as well they, sh- this shouldn't be an issue do you, can you imagine the All Blacks saying our basics weren't good and that this but these are the standards they've set for themselves yeah. so I thought it was refreshing that he didn't come out and say that, you know, oh, it's all good, which, uh, like, my head was melted walking away from the stadium last night. I couldn't get over the positivity. And while I don't think it's usually, like, absolutely, totally negative either, there has to be a bit of, I think, perspective on it. I guess, Jonathan, there's one thing speaking well, there's another thing playing well. Um, how important is this weekend off going to be in terms of just giving the players a break? Because, as I said last night, I think they looked like the way that a nation was on their shoulders the way the world was on their shoulders they looked sunken they didn't look like they were enjoying themselves now that talking to them here in the mix zone they're t- telling us a different story you know they've been out and about maybe we don't see enough of that maybe when I mean, we see a bit on their instagrams but you know maybe we don't see enough of that but um this move to fukuoka the, the nice little break that they've got building into a game that they should win is an opportunity i suppose to get back on track it is and uh, like if you're looking for reasons for optimism you don't really want to be thinking that two days off is going to change the tournament <coughs> sorry because I think that's pretty unlikely but it is something that they th- I think can look to and just almost try and get away from it because the way the tournament's been going he had the huge game up first then he had a six day turnaround then he had a five day turnaround like I think even for us it's felt pretty relentless just in terms of the games coming around so quick they will obviously be feeling the physical effects of it as well as that so you know they're i think they said they're going out for dinner tonight they'll go out have coffees so probably you know lots of euphemisms there yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> team, team bonding night out is happening we just uh yeah we the, the, hopefully there'll be no uh england for 2011 antics but the the uh, Andy Farrell did touch on a couple of like he, I thought he was really good in the like the press conferences have been much better than their performances at times um, he spoke about the 07 uh, England team that he was involved in coming back 
and getting to a final having been hammered by South Africa he talked about 2011 France doing it having been beaten, beaten by Tonga now he also referenced the uh, South Africans four years ago in two of those three examples the players basically overthrew their coach I'm not suggesting that that is what they're going <laughs> to do here but they do need to take ownership because as you said last night Keane if they don't the World Cup is going to be gone before, they, before, before really they got, ever got going and all the work the build yeah, up that we've and had they would regret that if they let this moment pass like this team is too good to, to let this moment pass like other Irish teams have fallen into the, the same trap and Best was even touching on that and you mentioned Andy Farrell Rory Best there's a lot of guys within this squad who have previous experience of how World Cups have gone badly wrong they have to be able to draw on that experience and make sure that the same mistakes aren't made but yeah like you mentioned that going out for dinner tonight um, I was sort of sceptical would they be allowed out at all because you could imagine Joe Schmidt just kind of still wants to keep them in that bubble but it'd be great if they get a chance to, to let their hair down they're going to a nice seaside town um, a bit further away then from the madness again but nine days into Samoa is, it's, a, it's a long time so let's Park Ireland we've done we've, we've probably talked that before. You know, no, no one's ever talked about a game against Russia uh, as much in the, in the history of rugby but there's a, a tournament happening elsewhere we're actually moving further and further away from the tournament unfortunately we won't actually really be able to get to any, any games you've been to Fukuoka already Jonathan so you've had a taster but we will be taking in a couple of games we're going to hopefully get to a bit of baseball over the weekend as well we'll give, give you a full report on the, the playoff game who, who are we going to see Jonathan? The Softbank Hawks who are the, the reigning champions Um a fairly moneyed franchise, I think, uh, by all accounts, have actually signed uh, American just out of college, so they're, they're throwing the Japanese yen around. I Man get, City, pretty much, yeah. Well, it's pretty so, like the fo- local football team here in Kobe, who are actually both of them li- live on this mm. weird island where we've called Shutter Island for the time we've been here. But they Iniesta. have Thomas Thomas Vermeulen, Iniesta, David Villa, David Villa Lucas Podolski, yeah. and uh, one of our colleagues, Tom Carey, from the guy who beat me at tennis, went and interviewed Thomas Vermeulen. So I'm looking forward to reading that in, in the Telegraph. And Dan, Dan Carter, obviously, with the Kobe Steelers. So there's obviously a lot of money in this little kind of Shutter this Island that, the week that we yeah. can't wait to get off. Um, but apart from the baseball, there's a couple of really good games. I think England. Argentina is, is the big one. There's been one every weekend. Thank you. Um, one every weekend um, that we've kind of centred on. It was probably Australia, apart from Ireland, lost to Japan. It was probably Australia Wales last week. Last week, that's going to be a cracking game, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, two full teams as well. And there's been a lot of sort of spiky build up that I think it was um, the RGs were saying that England were boring. And I think Jamie George hit back with that saying they haven't played us yet. So I think England are going to want to prove a point and. Like we've said before, we even started this tournament. England look seriously, seriously good, and Argentina have kind of huffed and puffed a bit, but like they still have the quality. I mean, Ireland saw that in 2015 to turn it on. Um, even South Africa, Italy. I mean, that's on today. Can we see Italy giving them a go? Probably not. Could they? I think they'll give it a last. You, you saw them, didn't you? you went yeah, down like on your, your excursion to meet Pete Nelson, you, you got a good <laughs> good look at Italy, and they, 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 from all accounts, I haven't actually seen them yet. I watched that, phone, that game on my phone, so you don't get a very good appreciation of it. But all accounts, they've got, they've gone well, albeit against pretty poor opposition and with the All Blacks in South Africa to come. Yeah, like I was impressed with them, as you say, the step up in quality is about to be huge, but you know, they've got a few young players in the pack um, that have had a big impact on the games that they've played in so far and it's going to be really interesting to see, obviously, with Parise coming back in. I think that's him second all-time now in test caps now, just behind Richie McCaw, but there's been sort of a debate around his selection just with how well the guys that have come in have done in his absence so it's going to be interesting to see that blend between the guys that are pushing him and obviously the experience he had coming back in it's been and a while hasn't it since Parise has actually been I feel like he, obviously he's one of, been one of the great players but 
it's been a while since we've seen that great player and I think Italy are just so reliable on him because he's such a talismanic figure but I think you're right his best days are definitely behind him and you'd hope that he can deliver a big performance because against a pack like the Springboks he's going to need it isn't he because like, we were debating the other night of what age we actually thought he was and I think somebody threw in 38 as a possible suggestion now he's not the, he's not quite that bad but like there's been a good few times in recent years where you've seen him play and you've thought that was probably going to be the last time you're going to see him mm. play but he's just just kept going um, and obviously we'll be playing again in the top 14 albeit in a different kit but I think as well a huge thing for the tournament that we should probably note and not good for Ireland's chances if they do end up playing the All Blacks is Brody Ritalik coming back this week as well because obviously scary such an important player for them and we've talked about bringing injured players and carrying injured players but I think he's maybe the one exception to the rule we can agree that he's somebody that it was definitely worth bringing especially now that he's back a little bit earlier than we it's, thought it's he was going to be it's a reason not to want New Zealand, another reason not to want New Zealand in the quarterfinal whereas South Africa have actually shed a couple of players they've lost a couple of key players Jesse Creel is gone Etzebeth Etzebeth Et might have to go back for a, a, a hearing you serious, know? is that, is that confirmed it? I'm not sure if it's been confirmed but I mean it seemed like they were hoping it would, the problem would just go away yeah. this is not going away and if they lose Etzebeth that's massive yeah, I think it was I mean, the, the, the like court of arbitration position. for sport yeah. I think was so okay. they had said that they were going Basically, there was a case that they were going to look at, so it's it's not going away, basically. We'll finish with um, the game in our pool, uh, the Samoa-Japan game. Like Japan have serious momentum now out of that Ireland game, taking on a small team that we watched on Monday who were really committed, very physical, and are not given the proper tools to become to be the sum of their parts which is unfortunate but because they've given some great World Cup moments in the past you know 91 beating Wales those, those sort of things um, Japan might struggle to get them physically but they look pretty physical against Ireland I mean I don't see how Japan get get a chunk taken out of them here apart from maybe a few a few injuries I think they'll, they should rise above this and get the bonus point yeah I don't think this is one of the, the great Samoan teams and like you look at the, the rest Japan have had since, since that Ireland game I thought some of the Samoan we talk about Ireland's basics, but like Samoa struggled to kick the ball against Scotland. It was it was really really poor, and also they're wildly indisciplined. Um, they've had several yellow cards. Uh, they got a red card in that Scotland game, albeit for for two yellow. So they've they're definitely playing the game on the edge. But I saw a quote from Michael Leach was talking about something that Jamie Joseph, the head coach, had said, which I thought was very interesting and summed up that Kiwi mindset and summed up basically what we've seen from Japan uh, Jamie Joseph was asked if Japan had been using soap for the balls to, for the, the humidity you know that age old question that's kind of been a theme of the World Cup and while some coaches have bitten and given a real good soundbite Jamie Joseph took a different approach and said well no we shouldn't need to do that because we rely on our skills to you know our skill set to be able to handle that and I thought that was really indicative of this Japanese team's attitude you know they are super confident in their ability and I think that's instilled by Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown who have really worked wonders with them so yeah I'd expect them to, to keep the show on the road and it's all going to come down to that Japan-Scotland uh, game the last game of the pool which has the potential to be an epic really doesn't it man on my train this morning was very worried though very concerned does not think they're going to get five points against so, against Samoa so the I don't know. And the train is kind of like the taxi driver in, in the <laughs> yeah, Japanese exactly, situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's because no one can afford to get taxis here. So it's <laughs> the man on the trains who you who you go to for that the sounds info. like a name of your next book, Jonathan. <laughs> the man on the train. Right. The, let's the, go. The Chronicles from R Rocco Island. <laughs> oh Jesus! I mean, I, I kind of feel like I would need to go back and watch Shutter Island now. Right. We're gonna go catch a bullet train. 
all that remains for me to do is to wish Hakeem Tracy a very happy birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday on Sunday. There might be a bit of team bonding ourselves <laughs> over the weekend. We'll see. A bit of baseball. Um, we're going to give you a rest from, from us. I think everyone needs a rest from the rugby. Go, go watch someone else other than Ireland and enjoy it. And we'll come back to you on Monday and we'll talk to you then. Cheers. 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 The Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 Euro in store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school.